Welcome to Hard Talks with Chris and Friends, where topics that are hard or will make you hard are talked about, where things get real and unfiltered. Here is your host, Christopher Velasquez. Well, hello, you guys. Welcome to a new episode. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about working out. And I know working out could be scary. I mean, it was scary for me in the beginning. Luckily, nowadays, we have social media and we're able to like see people work out and we're able to get ideas. There are some good people and some bad people out there that put videos. Some people don't just put explanations at all. There is a couple. I follow a couple of Instagrammers, but there's one Instagram that lately I've been obsessed with. Um, Not only does he have an amazing ass and Everybody knows I'm an ass person, but he has ass goals too. And more than, I guess more than one way he has ass goals. Um, He's a super charming person. He has a great smile. And besides the amazing body he has, his Instagram just shows how like down to earth he is and how like nice. And he just seems like that person like that you would see at a, at a bar or at a club. You're like, oh, I probably shouldn't approach him. But then he smiles and you're like, oh no, he's going to be such a sweetheart. It's David Perez. How are you, David? I'm doing good. Excited to be on here. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I am looking forward to talking with you uh, and sharing my experiences. I completely get you. It was scary for me at first as well when I walked into the gym. Um, but now it's just kind of like my lifestyle. So I'm excited that you're uh, taking interest in it. So thank you. So how have you been dealing with quarantine? It's been hard. I mean, I have about three years working out. So I worked at le- I worked out at least five days a week. One of the things that I've noticed that the gym was for me was more like I'm ADD okay. and I and I'm just a hyper person. The gym always got all of that out, all that energy out, and and I'm a stressful person, so that helped. Um, and not having the gym at least for these last six months has been a crazy thing. So how have you been dealing? So for me, it's the exact same thing. Kind of, I went into the gym, kind of dealing with stress, my anger. That's where I let everything out. So I usually, when the gyms were open, I'd spend like two hours in there, just kind of, you know, letting my mind, you know, roam around and just not worry about anything else. So when uh, COVID happened and everything shut down, I actually was working as a trainer in a gym and I was let go. Um, So that was one of the biggest things that put me on like under stress because now I was affected um, and I didn't have a job during that time. And I'm very, I need to pay this. I need to pay this. I need this. I'm very structured. Um, So I like to make sure that I'm okay when it comes down to my personal life. And so that was something that was very different. And I think that was different. It's different for everyone. Um, But for me, it just made me realize like, I need to be okay, not being okay. So I actually started my business uh, during quarantine. I started doing live videos uh, through Zoom, through Instagram. Um, After I was let go, I was like, I was like, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and do this. And um, right out of my my bedroom, I 
painted my walls white and so that's where i would record my videos um just started marketing myself reaching out to past clientele uh friends to hopping on because i knew that if i wasn't able to get into the gym as there were other people who were just also going through the exact same thing just like how you were felt kind of like trapped because they didn't know where to let go of all that stress anxiety stuff that was building up because of everything that was going on i still had anxiety too yeah um and for sure i think i did two things and i mean i started this podcast during the quarantine because i just needed something to do i'm someone that and i love being creative and during quarantine besides like remodeling my room like 20 different times at some point it was like okay i'm done and i started gaining weight um and i gained a lot of weight and it was something that like started messing with my self-esteem i stopped posting pictures i stopped like stopped even wanting to FaceTime with people and and all it started just affecting my my self-esteem and I was going to run I can't stick to something for too long like I need change so even when I go to the gym like I do cardio but my cardio always changes how much I do and how much I don't um my workouts are always changing because I like if I start getting too routinely I like get distracted and back to my ADD like I get distracted and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And there's days I know myself. So there's days I'll go in there, just do cardio and be like, okay, I don't have it. Like not, not even like the energy. I just don't have the, the attention span to do any other workout. I'm going to do maybe one push up, one pull up, one squat. And then I'm going to be like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm on my phone for the rest of the time. Yeah. That's so funny. Cause I'm just the opposite. Um, when it comes down to it, I'm like stuck to routine, routine, routine. So I think for me, when all that happened, it took me out of my routine and now I wasn't able to go back. So I was like going crazy, but I definitely get you when you said like, you can't stick to something because you just feel like it's too routine for you and you just lose focus and your mind goes somewhere else. So I think a lot of people needed this time as far as like the COVID time to just slow down, take the time to get to know themselves because I feel like that was a big thing that a lot of people don't get time to slow down, right? At least I felt like everyone had that time to slow down and pick up new hobbies, change room like a thousand times. We're always like doing stuff. We're always on the move. We're always on the move. Um, for the first time, I think during quarantine, a lot of people were able to just sit there and like catch up on on their feelings. Not only on, not only on their feelings, but yeah, on their feelings, on emotions that maybe they they would put aside because they rather go out and drink or they rather go do other stuff. So they de didn't deal with those things that now that they were like home, at least in the beginning, um, I think like the first, what, three months, four months, um, we were just stuck at home and we couldn't run away from those feelings, which I think back to, you know, how I was feeling because I wasn't working out. I think a lot of that was because for the first time I had to start dealing with like the real things about me that I didn't like instead of being like, oh, I could change everything with just being at the gym and just looking good. As long as the outside looks good, I could just put everything deeper, deeper in right. and ignore it and ignore it more. And I think for the first time I was like, nope, I don't have that anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but but tell me a little bit more about you um, when you were growing up. Have you always been an athletic guy? Yeah, so growing up, I played soccer. Um, so that was... I tried every sport, but that was the one sport that I stuck to was playing soccer. So I played it uh, in ASO 
played it in club, travel ball, um, and then I played it for high school and college. And um, I've always been athletic. I would say yes, because I was able to pick up any sport quickly. Um, but I was really skinny. Like, I was that skinny kid that you would have on the team. <laughs> like, all bones. Yeah, that was me. Um, but when it came down to soccer, I was like the beast. I, and, and that was another thing. I used soccer as a way to let out my frustration because I had um, anger uh, issues. So I would go to anger management classes um, and I learned how to deal with it and put it on the field. And so that's, so soccer was my passion, but I used it in a way to relieve a lot of stress. So did you come from, from like a soccer family? Um, no. Uh, so funny story. Um, my dad, he said that his dad took him to go play a game, his first game ever. He was a defender. He got the ball, but when he got the ball, the goalie asked him to give it to him. And so it didn't click on him like to pass it with his foot. Instead, he like picked it up with his hands and gave it to him. And so <laughs> he like, he told me that his, his, my grandpa was really pissed and took him out of the, out of the uh, field and never took him to another <laughs> game ever. So yeah, he was, yeah, he was like, no, but uh, yeah, no one prior to my siblings and I played soccer. So it was just, it's just us. My dad played basketball. Um, but aside from, that no one else had played soccer and i think my dad just wanted to be um in a sport because he didn't want us to get into like trouble especially where we lived at where we lived it was uh full with gang violence so he didn't want us to uh be involved in that so he he put us in in a sport so we wouldn't have enough time to you know go hang out with the down the street what's your nationality i am latino so i was born here um my dad is from Guanajuato and my mom is from Guadalajara. So yeah, um, well, I mean, I'm, my stepdad is from Durango and that's basically who I grew up with. And for them, soccer was such a big thing. That's why I was asking, soccer was such a big thing for them. They tried to make me play soccer, but I didn't like those soccer boys. So I didn't want to play soccer. <laughs> They're too skinny for me. I didn't like them. Like, <laughs> I've played sports and I played sports when I was in like high, in high school. But back to I played sports because there was cute boys that I could be around with. <laughs> yeah, sports were never my thing. I get the closest I was was like being obsessed with like David Beckham. But I know it wasn't the same reason why my family was obsessed with David Beckham. I know. It's funny because I like growing up, I didn't picture soccer players like that. Now I do. Now I'm like, okay, you know what? I used to hate on Cristiano, but Cristiano is actually looking really good right now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't think, I think I just put it more as like, this was my outlet for like stress and then though though i did have a couple crushes of like on on some of my teammates um but they would never know that unless they're, they listen to this <laughs> so i guess i guess on that topic um how was it because you're i mean you're openly gay were you openly gay when you were in like soccer yeah um so growing up i was actually still in the closet until my first year of college so after i graduated high school that's when i came out but so all those years that i was playing soccer as a kid under the age of 18 i was in the closet but i was like i had my little experiments with some of my 
teammates. So they knew unless, <laughs> and, but we wouldn't say anything because I was like, I was always like, if you say something, I'm gonna say something. I mean, for, for, for those perverts that want to least listen to those experiments, what were those experiments? Um, so one was like, uh, <laughs> don't get red now. Don't get red now. <laughs> um, I would say like, so one of them was like, um, we I would like sleep over a teammate's house and like we would do like do the do you know like just kind of yeah and so just for the people who are not looking at him he licked his lips so I think it had to do something <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man this is so hard <laughs> um, <laughs> whoa um, so yeah so we we did our thing and then um, the next day we, we, like we were cool we were chill like like if nothing happened we would still be like as we were teammates friends but then the next day we would just go and play because it would always be like the night before and so we'll go play our game and let me tell you that next day whenever it did happen I would always score three goals no oh, he would make an extra goal <laughs> Yeah, it was motivation that I needed. It was just, you know, I was like, one for me, one for you, one for what you did last night. <laughs> Maybe they just knew that how, how they could get you to make goals. <laughs> the coach was like, Who's in a, who, who is he going to sleep with tonight? <laughs> we need to win the next game. <laughs> Maybe. They probably already knew. They were just like, we're just going to pretend. Where did you grow up? So I grew up in Paramount, which is... Um, Next to Long Beach, it's a little city, um, and that's where I grew up in my childhood. But I would play like all over Norwalk, Long Beach. It was travel ball, so we would just travel like SoCal. But then when I and I came to high school, it's funny because I didn't didn't ever sleep with anyone or any guys at that time because I was still trying to figure out myself. I was like, do I like girls? Do I like guys? And so, uh, but I never had a girlfriend in high school neither um there was girls that i liked but i liked them because they had like dude personalities which were which was weird and so whenever a girl would like try to ask me i'll be like no i'm not gonna be here for for when i leave for college i won't be here like i don't want to be in a like that that's your excuse that was <laughs> that's your excuse. like i'm not gonna be here for college so you can't date me yeah well it's it's freshman year you're like well, yeah but i'm not gonna be here for college exactly um so <laughs> Then when I graduated, um, I met my first boyfriend and we met, we were working together. So that's where I met him. We were working at American Eagle. I just kind of like, I liked him and I felt like, you know, I knew what I wanted and where I wanted to be. And so he kind of like, he wanted to come out, but he wanted to come out together. Yeah. So uh, we kind of decided that we were out together. And so we did. And then after that, it was just kind of like no more turning back, you know, like you're out. And um, I had just started playing for the college I went for Chafee College. That's the school that I played for. I was the only oblique soccer player. And it was weird at first because I went in not telling and because it wasn't anyone's business, like what my preference is. And so they all found out the first home game <laughs> because my, my boyfriend at the time brought me flowers and oh my God. like a poster. I was like so nervous and I got so red on the field. And I was like, what do I do? Like I've never had this. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I think he took it, yeah, and he kind of got mad because he took it as like, I didn't um, want it or I didn't want him there. But it was just, I didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah, and it was unexpected. Like, I didn't expect that, you know. Um, but then after that, we were cool. Like, I would bring him around practice and I'll bring him around. And I actually had some teammates ask, like, hey, are you gay? And I would be like, yeah. And I would just look at them and I'll be like, yeah, what? <laughs> like, what are you going to do about it? And it wouldn't because they respected me to the point where they knew if I was on the field, I was aggressive. I like aggressive soccer player. Like, I will take your ankles out. That's how aggressive I was. If I was skinny, I was aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And so <laughs> maybe they just wanted to have sleepovers. <laughs> yeah, maybe. They didn't invite me though. <laughs> so yeah, so that was I was openly I was an openly gay soccer player there at that time. And there was another player who actually reached out to me and told me his situation. Um and just like told me like I don't know who to talk to. Like I just, you know, I wish I had the strength that you have. And I was like, dude, like when you're ready, you're ready, you know? Like you don't feel rushed. Don't feel just because I'm doing it. You have to do it too. I was like, you know, um even though people ended up finding out, we all knew. I knew. My gay radar was like, yeah, you're gay. You know? <laughs> I mean you yeah, you, you could tell. Yeah. Like it was just the way he would talk and he was very sassy and like he wouldn't he would get angry or like bugged about certain things and i was just like oh my god why are you mad about that <laughs> yeah <I> was, girl <laughs> but yeah honestly in that year that year was my best year like best college year because i didn't have anything on my shoulders so i was like playing and also because i had to prove i felt like i needed to prove a lot like i couldn't just come onto the field but like and and then it came to the point where other schools knew so when i would go play away game and my sister told me this she was in one of the stands and there was like guys in that stand saying like look that's that gay guy playing and she literally called them out because that's how my sister is like she would call and so she called them out she's like who are you calling gay and they're like well isn't he gay she goes yeah he is and what that's my brother <laughs> so, she's like don't fuck with him <laughs> yeah so yeah so i would just say like that was my first time ever um experiencing that and even though it hurts me now because there's not an openly gay professional soccer player um they always they always retire and then they come out and that i hate that it's like and that's what i'm one of my goals is i want to make that change like i want to somehow some way change the industry to see a gay soccer player or lesbian lesbian soccer players i mean they're okay there's already plenty of them. But when it comes down to guys, for some reason, it's still not okay. Yeah, I think you see that in a lot of sports. They they always come out after, you know, whenever they retire. And I don't know, it it's, it's I think it's the only industry that because of what it is, <laughs> and it's sad to say, but because of what it is, it is just going to take that much longer to catch up. Football players, you know, that have like lost their careers. I forgot his name, but you know, I think it's, um, the, and he talks about, I forget his name, um, but he just came out a couple of years ago. Um, but he just talked about how like that pressure of having to prove yourself just more than than even a regular player just because you're gay now no you need to prove yourself more and i think that and that and to be honest that happens in every single place like i remember being in like high school and i played a couple sports and being like i was openly gay i was i mean i got my name diva because i was the only obviously gay guy that would hang out with the the what's called the baseball players and all of that and 
I liked, I, I've always been a Beyonce stand. And when Diva came out, was like, I was in a dance class and I was like, I want to do this. I want to do this song. I want to do this song. It's the Beyonce song. I have to do it. And so I was the only guy dancing in the dance, like in with like the girls basically. And the guys took that as, oh, we're going to like make him feel bad about it. So they kept calling me diva. And it, for me was like, okay, I mean, sure. Like Beyonce just said diva is the female version of a hustler. So are you just calling me a hustler? <laughs> like right. whatever you're doing. So it, it became a, like an a empowerment thing for me that then it became Chris Diva. And it was like, everybody would call me Diva. Every, and it was like the guys, the guys started calling me Diva. And it's like, at some point, I think like at some point, like in 11th or 10th, they kind of got the hint that it, it wasn't like something that, I, it, yeah, it was like, oh, if that's what you're calling me, that's what you're calling me. As long as you call me late at night, sometimes once in a while. <laughs> Dude, these guys really think they're playing. Like, mm. Mm, yeah no um no. especially in high school the guys that were like the one trying to like green diva across the thing and make it a joke were the first ones that were like oh hey like i need some help after school and i'm like mm, i know what kind of help you need <laughs> and mm. someone's gonna find their sexuality tonight <laughs> i think that's why i mean luckily i came up in an age where like it was I was just recently talking about when, when I was in high school, it was like when Glee was happening, like Glee was happening, the whole like uh, the coming out, like it was like you had to come put out your coming out story. All of that was happening. So it was like everybody was empowered to be who they were. So we wanted to like be out there and we wanted to be like, yeah, we're gay. and But that wasn't the truth for like, for like people were yeah. living double lives. So I think that that still, like that mentality is still very involved with like sport. You you can't show your weakness and, and, that, and that's a weakness, I think, for a lot of people. Their sexuality is a weakness and, and something that they think that is easy to attack. For me, I, I didn't see it as, it wasn't a weakness for me. I was just like, when, when I came out, I didn't care. Like that was when I was like, you're going to say something, you're going to get your ass beat <laughs> and i you know so like it was funny that i had in my first year of college i was in my english class and there was this other guy in there who um was was openly gay and um he just we both we were so different i was i'm completely different from the way he is he was very like um showed he was happy of who he was he was you know very bright colors um a lot of yeah and like yeah. i think he wore makeup a little bit and but i i was very like I'm wearing my my soccer shirt. I'm wearing my shorts. I'm wearing Nike socks with my, my Nike sandals. You know, like just very chill. That's how I. That's how I dressed it in college. I did not care. I had football players in that class too, three specifically, and um, they all they all sat in front of me. Well, one sat next to me. The other two sat in front of me. The guy, the openly gay guy, he was reading his his essay that we needed to write. And it was about his struggle and his um, path and where he's at now. And so it was a beautiful story. It's just I found him a little annoying because just the de gestures that he was doing. So I was just kind of like... like when I go, they're going to think the exact same thing, you know? But then they started making fun of him. The football players that were, that sat next to me started making fun of him. Um, and they said this joke, like they would like 
bump each other and be like, hey, are you gay? And then the guy will laugh and he will be like, yeah, haha, I'm gay. Being an actual openly gay guy there and hearing that kind of like, it got me pissed. Like I was really pissed. I got heated really quickly. And so, so one of them turned around because I was cool with them. But um, one of them turned around and tried doing that with me. And so I was like serious, like dead serious. And I was like, yeah, I'm gay. And they started laughing, but I wasn't laughing. I had like a serious face and I was like, what's so funny? And they just like, they stopped laughing and they look at me and they're like, oh wait, are you serious? I was like, yeah, I'm being serious. They just kind of stayed quiet. I was like, do you have a problem with that? One of the guys was like, the one who started the joke was like, no, no, it's, it's all good. And I was like, okay. And we just kind of went about our day. But then after that, we kind of, we became close, like, he still hits me up to this day, like just checking in and like seeing like how I'm doing and stuff. So I think it just kind of took me growing those balls and being like stepping up for him without him actually know, knowing and them realizing like, hey, like there's actually guys out there that are not going to let shit fly, you know? And not only that, I think it's just there's a point of visibility. And this this happened to me when I came out. My mom, the first thing my mom was like, oh, well, but you don't look gay. You don't act gay. You don't, you're not, you're, you know, you're not gay and i'm like you know for me was like well no like yes that guy is equally as gay as i am just because he's a little bit more flamboyant and more out there doesn't mean that i'm not as gay like probably attracted to the same guys (laughs) the way we carry ourselves and it took me a while i mean now you'll see me like i like i love wearing like crop tops and short shorts but it took me a while to like open up to that i was i mean i was the same way to wear baggy clothes but it took it took a while and it's visibility. Like, you know, there's the more manlier ones, there's the more feminine ones. There's just so much more. And I think the same thing as you, like a lot of the guys that I, you know, I hanged out with um, in high school or that knew me in high school, I'm pretty sure are a little bit more understanding because they right. know that gay doesn't just come in yeah. one flavor. Yeah. And just like how you said, like it took you um, a while to feel comfortable wearing like crop tops and stuff, being a little flamboyant. Same thing for me. Like now you see me wearing my crop tops then it's to be wearing like these little short shorts or even most and you guys will know this um some of my clothes is like women's clothes i don't know if you knew that but women's clothes is uh unisex so i just realized that right now that i'm trying to tap into the uh, fashion industry but uh yeah so i like wear women's tops i wear women's shorts i just think because they have so much variety that i'm like oh this looks cute Yeah, I I get it. Like last year or the year before that, you like if you were a guy, you would just get the longer shorts, right? So I start I started getting women's runner shorts, and that's how I was able to start wearing short shorts to the gym. And I mean, that's how I got into it. I I mean, I worked I worked for Zara for the longest, and the men's clothes you, but the women's clothes like the t-shirts and all of that were like so much cuter. So I've worn like women's t-shirts for the longest, and the dressing pants at where's the women the women's if you want your booty to look good like it's cut right where it's like still tighter okay tighter in the pants and my my issue is i have thick thighs but then my legs are a little bit smaller so a yeah (laughs) right so they'll go up to my thigh but they won't go the rest up and then if they do go up then my waist is a little bit smaller. So then it, it just, it's all like, but women's clothes, it's made for them to have butt, but still a smaller waist. Mm-hmm. So you get a better with women's clothes. Um, I mean, when we think about the gym culture, 
we think about more white m- cis males in that culture. We don't think about Hispanics, even though as Hispanic, we have a rich history of just having great bodies and soccer. We just don't think about it and and in the gym culture um so how do you how do you feel like all of that has has played out with your with so i've always one when people meet me because i have blue eyes they always think i'm white and it's not until i start talking and then they can hear like a little bit of my accent they're like where are you from and then i tell them like i'm like you know hispanic i'm latino i've noticed that a lot of times i mean we're we're blessed with like athletic body so we're good it's just we like to eat you know we we, we like doing both and so <laughs> i first went into the gym i noticed that i noticed that there were a lot more uh whites there especially going because i used to work in la and there was a lot of them there and um it was a little intimidating because there were like they looked like models they were you know tall very thin and i was like man like they're they have like the perfect muscles i'm over here five seven <laughs> like trying to how do i get that tall i always saw um i, I was always attracted to white men like ugh like i'm like sweaty because when it comes down to the hispanic culture and us going in there i think we know what we want we like we still want to keep our curves we want a big bottom small waist you know uh a nice built upper body but we don't want to overdo it we still want to look good because again like how we say we're 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 very proud of our culture that we're happy with eating tortillas eating you know the food that our parents or grandparents you know raised us with so um i think it's i think we're just barely learning how to balance that and now being a trainer i have a lot of clients that um are hispanic and they come to me they're like oh now i can't eat tortillas you know now i can't eat tortas or i have to lay off the the tacos and i'm like no like you can have tacos just instead of doing two uh tortillas do one um instead of doing like the carne asada do um, pollo you know so like just it's just changing little things up that you can still have you know um a big thing with we like our sweets and conchas the you know the micheladas the bionicos all that good stuff you know we like having it and a lot of times we don't know when is enough and so that's you can still eat everything i tell my friends i was like eat everything that you want to eat but in moderation like you know where your goal is and if you want to get closer to that goal you know you're going to have to clean up your diet a little bit more like my diet is not strict i drink i just started getting into beer so i like you know drink one or drink two but i never overdo it um I love, I love La Michoacana. So I go and I get ice cream and I get the, the big tub and I down it. And it's like, you know, but, and every Sunday I have donuts and I do it, but I, I know that I'm going to put in that work and I know that I'm going to compensate for that, you know, later on that week. For me, um, I always said like, my, my thing was never to like get skinny or to get super built. Like all I wanted to do was be happy with, with my body and um yeah like i mean i love my legs um so i want my legs to like be the thickest they can so yeah stuff like things like i wanted my chest to be um bigger and more defined and so there was like stuff that i wanted to focus on but my thing was always like i'm not gonna go crazy and try to like change my body a hundred percent because that first of all that's not how i'm built <laughs> and it wouldn't be healthy for me and i and i still would i want to keep it healthy and there was something that my mom growing up always would tell us like 
she would make me go to church on Sunday. So I, I was able to go out Saturdays as long as I, like, until what time I wanted to get home. But the thing she told was, told me was, así como saliste esa noche, and you partied, and you drank, and you was and you had all the fun you wanted, she goes, hoy te toca ir a la, a la, a la misa, so te vas a levantar temprano, y con esas mismas energías that you were out there last night, you're going to go to church, and you're going to be, you know, you're going to sit there in church. So then I took that and was like, you know, the same way I love eating <laughs> my pizza and I love eating my tacos and I love going out and drinking the same way I need to get my little ass up, go to the gym and work as hard as I was over here, like dancing and drinking and taking shots. Like, so that's how I kept myself like hyped because <laughs> I was like, you yeah. know what, if I want to do all these things and I want to eat all these things that I know are maybe not the healthiest, I need to work equally as hard at the gym and not... And when I don't see results, not be upset because I know why. <laughs> and I think that took me a while to like get to that point. But um, once I got there, it was it was easier for me to like keep in that mindset, you know? Yeah, it was easy. It, and it was motivating too, I bet. Just like being able to have that flexibility, going out, doing whatever it is that you wanted to do, come back next day, knowing that you're going to put in the work, you know, and go to the gym. Because... Honestly, that's what I do it for, too. I'm like, damn, I want to look good. So then when I go out on Friday, I, I feel good. <laughs> I, I don't worry about what I'm eating or what I'm going to have. So then when it comes back Monday, when I come back Monday, I'm like, okay, time to go back into it and kick ass. But yeah, it's like the whole thing. Um, we have an idea of anybody who does sports or anybody, even like back to the, like the gym and stuff, anybody, all those are like, meatheads or are kind of homophobic or or they really don't like gay people which is funny because if you think about it a lot of gay people are into fitness and that's what what we love to focus on but in the same time there's this stereotype of like the the gym guy who doesn't like you know gay people that doesn't like that is kind of homophobic about it. Um, how was your experience? And I know, I mean, now you're a personal trainer and, and all of that. So in all of this, how does kind of your gay identity fit with all of that? At the gym, there is a lot of that stereotype of like, you need to be masculine. And that's not true. And I want to let other, you know, people know that actually guys, like you don't need to be masculine, like wear your crop top to the gym, wear your little short shorts to the gym. Um, I wore my and I wore a crop top and my tights. And you know how like you see girls with their little tights and their crop tops. So I was like, you know what, I think I can rock that. And so I did it. And I, I remember sitting outside of 24 hours calling my best friend, I'm like, I'm right outside. I'm wearing this. Should I walk in? <laughs> and she goes, fuck it. Like, just do it. What are they going to do? Just stare. They're not going to come up to you. I got a whole bunch of eyes. But then after that, it was kind of like, whatever. I started doing it and doing it like repeatedly. And I would see like girls actually just kind of staring. And um, they would be like, oh my God, like that's so cute. Um, or like they'll come up like, what are you working on right now? And I'm like, oh, this and that. So I actually met a lot of people through that. Yeah. I think another thing is, and I, and I, I, at least for me, like most of the time people who are at the gym are so focused on what they're trying to work out or what they're doing that the last thing that they're doing is looking at someone else. And if they are looking at someone else, I mean, I look, I'm like looking around, but I'm like, who, where's the daddies? 
<laughs> you know, it's so funny the- because I'm sorry for that. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I be doing the same thing. I'm like, I'm working out and then I get my little rest time and I'm looking around and I'm like, oh shit, he's cute. I've never seen him here before. And then I go back, you know? <laughs> it's, a, it's that extra motivation. You're like, you know what? Legs, leg days are, are going well, and he's standing over there. He could look at me, do a couple more lunges, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, but, but no one, but yeah. If I was, if I was up to go t- to the guy, he would probably be like, I, "You were working out in front of me. I didn't even notice." <laughs> so yeah, you know, you think that people are gonna pay attention to you, but most yeah. people there, and a lot of people there are maybe in their own head about it too. They're like, you know, they're like, "What if I'm not doing this right?" Or what if? So I, for me, it's like, if they are going to look, they're going to look no matter what. Like if I'm wearing what I'm supposed to be wearing, or if I'm not wearing what I'm, you know, what I'm supposed to be wearing, if I'm doing the workout right, or if I'm doing them wrong, they're going to look like might as well, if they're going to look, you know, give them something to look at. <laughs> yeah. Damn. He's doing those uh, squats wrong, but damn that ass, you know, it's like, <laughs> well, talking about that ass, um, sir, you have an amazing ass. We want to know how we could get that ass. And the cool thing is, like, I'm coming out with an ebook uh, that would allow people to learn more about that and the exercises that you need to do. But honestly, just be consistent. I was, I've been working on my butt for about three years straight now. And just until earlier this year is when I started seeing major growth. It was like, it was always where I always felt like if I didn't eat enough, I, I, I had played with everything. And the big biggest thing that I learned was I had to do with a lot of my uh, my diet not specifically I was eating the wrong foods but I wasn't eating enough Um, so I was in a calorie uh, deficient um, instead of a calorie surplus I needed to be in that calorie surplus because my body burns a lot of calories quickly even at a resting rate it's constantly like right now I'm sweating I'm sweating and so I need to make sure that I'm getting enough calories in and I was getting enough protein but I wasn't getting enough carbs so my body looked very flat but muscular Um, and when I introduced my body to a higher amount of carbs that's when I started filling in and so and a lot of times people are like oh um, you can't work out your legs every day or oh you need to only work out your legs three times a week and it's like, that's not true. You can work out your legs, your butt specifically, six times a week, seven times a week, if you wanted to. You would just have to know what exercises to do. And that would be like body weight exercises or resistant band exercises, high rep volume. If you are constantly hitting heavy weights, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then you're actually doing the opposite. It's working against you than uh, working with you. Um, so that's what I learned was I was literally going to the gym Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and sometimes Sunday, I'll give myself a rest day, but I would hit like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I, even though I'm quad dominant, so that means like my quads are really big, uh, my butt was really small. And it was because of that, I wasn't allowing it to get enough rest. So if you do want to get the most out of your workout, just remember this. If you're lifting heavier weights, it takes, and by heavier, I mean, knowing what your one rep maxes so you put on as much weight as you can for one rep rep it out and then you take 80 percent of that and that would be where you start off on as far weight as uh weight and then as the weeks progress you move to 85 you move to 90 and you just kind of start messing around with the reps but it takes a 
for anywhere between 24 to 48 hours for your muscles to recover. So if you did that Monday, you need to give Tuesday off, focus on something else, then go back Wednesday. Then on Wednesday, give yourself Thursday off and then hit something really hard Friday and give yourself Saturday and Sunday off so you can go back Monday. Um, that's with heavy weights. When it comes down to like if you're just doing resistant band and a lot of body weight, you can do it takes between 12 to 16 hours for your muscles to recover. So that's less than a day. You honestly should be aiming for higher rep count. So anything between like 20, 25, 30 reps, repping those out. And you will be able to do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm going to ask you a couple questions that I got from people from Instagram. I know for sure one of them was like, you know, what are some foods that do help grow the booty? And I, I would say carbs, right? Carbs for sure. Yeah, um, carbs. Um, I eat a lot of sweet potatoes. So that and sweet sweet potatoes, not starchy carbs. So starchy carbs is anything white carbs. So like white potato pastas. <clears throat> Though I eat pasta like a man man. If you put pasta in front of me, best believe I'm a down maca. So it's this uh, maca root. Take some of that. That helps. It helps with your sex drive. It helps with putting your, if you're just feeling a little off, it helps you with balance, but it also helps with uh, muscle growth. So that works. Um, what other thing actually would I recommend that I was actually taking? Hmm. I would, oh, I take this carb supplement. Um, it's this carb supplement that I put in my water and it's it's supposed to give you all the, the nutrients that you uh, cannot get or you probably don't get from eating enough veggies. So it's a carb supplement and you put it in your water and you just drink it throughout the day. You can either drink it at the end of your workout or after. It honestly makes you feel really good. So it gives you that extra energy that your muscles need to recover. But that's pretty much it. Um, well, I guess this is overall, not just for, for your glutes, but overall, how important is cardio for losing weight? Uh, that one is a hard one because I don't have anything against cardio. If you like doing cardio, do it, but you don't need cardio to lose weight. Um, if you want to lose it, say for example, you have a goal, you want to lose it within a month, then cardio would be the quickest way that you can drop a lot of uh, weight and you won't specifically be burning fat um, you would actually be burning your muscle and I don't know if you've seen a lot of people when they've taken their before and after pictures but it, they have a lot of like the saggy skin so uh, when you do that it's it looks like you lost a lot of weight uh, but you still have either the same or just a little bit less fat on you but when you go ahead and do weightlifting you burn the fat and you uh, increase your muscle so your skin tightens up so it builds that collagen so that's what it is collagen helps tighten your skin um, but when you do cardio it actually doesn't build any collagen so that's why you get that loose skin um, so I would say yes do some cardio but not a lot of it so I would say like maybe twice a week and then the rest should be weightlifting oh, that, is, that does make sense um so another question is what are some good workouts right now to do at home during the quarantine for your, I guess, for your glutes. Okay, some good workouts you can do at home for glutes are uh, bridges. So single leg bridges that actually gives you, a, oh my God, those are the best. I love those. Single leg bridges, you can do that. Uh, hip thrusters off a chair or off your couch or bed. Hip thrusters, you can do reverse uh, frog hypers, which are ones that you can lay on the ground and 
lift your knees off the ground and that squeezes your butt those oh my god i felt really sore the first time i did those the next day i was like damn i was like these work really good i like if you have bands you can use bands so doing like squat pulses doing lateral walks um if you don't have bands that's okay you can actually just lay on the ground on the side and do hip abductions so lifting one leg up and down with your ankle facing the ceiling and your toes pointed outwards so it's very like there's little tips in there that you can do just to make it more challenging so like the way you angle your toes or your foot um if you lean forward or lean back so any little thing actually makes it a little harder and that's why i like like when i go on trips or i just don't feel like lifting weights I actually just do body weight because i'm like i still get a sweat on and i can do um a lot more in a little less time you've been posting your glue series you're on on instagram and i've been so i'm like really bad at like learning stuff on my own i need someone to like put my leg somewhere and be like okay this is where your leg has to be this is where your leg has your other leg has to be this is what your arm is doing at the same time now do it all together and i'm like okay cool now i can get it i've never learned how to do what are they called deadlift deadlifts because since Everything I've learned, I've learned on my own. And every video I see about deadlift is like, you have to do it this way and you have to do it this way. Or you're going to hurt yourself or you're not going to do it right. So I think I've just put so much in my head about like not doing it r right and all of it that I've never been able to do it on my own. I know those are amazing for you, but I just... Yeah, one good thing to kind of like bend and snap, oh. right? But yeah, so your Siri has been like super helpful and I would tell anybody just go and like go to your Instagram and look at that series. I've been doing, um, like you, like I said, I'm someone that like knows a couple moves. So I'll like go through it and be like, okay, I know this one. I could do this one. I'll do this one. I'll do this one. And then I'll like do other things and then I'll come back and I'll be like, okay. So I, I've been following along and actually those those little those pictures and videos that you're posting are very helpful so i would tell anybody who wants to do some little home workouts for your glute that's a great start yeah they're 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 so helpful and if you're a pervert and you just want to see him flex his butt they're even amazing for that <laughs> yeah you can do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do you can do that too. <laughs> you can watch them, like them, leave your comments. <laughs> you know, I you, you, other comments, honestly. You, you stay, you stay for you know what? What is it? You come for the workouts, you stay for the glutes. <laughs> yeah. So I, another question is, um, can you actually grow your glutes from working out out at home? Yes, yes. So if you are a beginner, um, even if you are a weight lifter, um, many times our body our body becomes used to a routine and um so say for example you always were in the gym and you were always lifting weights but now that covid happened you were forced to go home and you didn't have any weights you now need to do body weight honestly your body would be in shock and you would feel it so much that you would at least see some growth if you kept that up for those these past like six months it was so used to lifting weights that now it doesn't know how to do or how to lift its own body weight that it's going to struggle if you're a beginner as well starting off with just body weight and learning how to lift your own body weight it's honestly the best way that to build muscle first and build strength and so i always tell everyone like the best way to go is to do body weight first like and that's and that is my the ebook that I came out with. The first ebook, it's called Back to Basics. 
and it's all body weight. You don't need any equipment. It's consider it was for this time because I was like, man, there's a lot of people who are, don't have equipment and need something. So you have upper body, you have lower body, you have upper body and lower body with videos to demonstrate how to do them and little tips that I put on there. But it's honestly really good. So if any of you guys go ahead and uh, look at my back to basics ebooks. It's on my Instagram. It's the link there on my bio. You can click it and it'll take you straight to that. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. It was so great talking to you. Um, getting to know you. Yeah, getting to know you a little bit. <laughs> and thank you for all the great tips. I'm sure that by like in a couple months after this releases we're gonna see everybody with their big old booties and they're all gonna be thanking you but well thank you david but i want to see all the booty <laughs> you're like you're yes. like send me all the booty you know. pics <laughs> <laughs> i'm a booty guy too oh thank you so much i really appreciate it thank you for uh everyone that had those questions i hope they helped well thank you so much where can people find you if they want to hear more about you or they want to see more about you give us that information my uh, Instagram, it is called Perez World underscore fit, or you can just search the glute king and I will pop up. Um, currently working on my YouTube channel, which I've had before, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it back up. So you guys will find all that out on my Instagram. So make sure you guys follow and let me know if you guys heard this podcast because i want to know what you guys think um <laughs> and if you guys have any questions yeah let me know and i'll be uploading more glute video glute series videos on there so you guys look out for those as well thank you for listening you guys and until next week bye bye <laughs> so remember to like subscribe leave a comment you can follow me on instagram at chris diva and you can follow the pod at hard talks with chris and i want to give a special thanks to jamison for letting me borrow his song fuckable for the intro and outro